The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mal Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time or your truth journey brought you here, welcome home. And by now you know that to listen to the full interview tonight and all our past shows, all you have to do is go to our website, VeritasRadio.com. Click on the subscribe button. Choose between three months all the way to two years. Find the best plan that works for you. And you'll get your login immediately. You'll have access to hundreds of hours of great information. And if you want to upgrade your life, the same goes for Sanitas Radio. Go to SanitasRadio.com and sample what it has to offer. I guarantee you that just by listening to one program, you'll have a lot, a lot of information that will become priceless. Also, we are on the third season over there, so take a listen. And if you want to get in touch with me or simply want to be a guest on this radio program, I love to hear from everyone. Go to VeritasRadio.com and click on the contact button and choose the right link. And tonight, we take a tour through the new science of the omniverse, its spiritual and physical dimensions, and its incalculable intelligent civilizations. Tonight's special guest is Alfred Lambert Weber, a veteran of this radio program and the father of exopolitics. His new book is out and is titled The Omniverse, Transdimensional Intelligence, Time Travel, The Afterlife, and The Secret Colony of On Mars. He will share with us the key travel and communication technologies of the omniverse time travel, teleportation, and telepathy. Also, we'll discuss newly disclosed date secrets about these technologies, about the findings of the NASA Mars rover missions, and about a secret colony and life on Mars. And he'll even go beyond that. He'll explain through science how souls are holographic fragments of God and how they help create planets, solar systems, galaxies, and universes in the multiverse. Alfred Lambert Weber is a graduate of Yale University and Yale Law School and a former Fulbright scholar. He has taught economics at Yale University and constitutional law at the University of Texas. He is the former general counsel to the New York City Environmental Protection Administration, former director of the 1977 Carter White House Extraterrestrial Communication Study, and former NGO delegate to the United Nations. He's the author of Exopolitics, Politics, Government, and Law in the Universe, 
and is the recognized founder of exopolitics, the science of relations among intelligent civilizations in the multiverse. And he's with us tonight, directly from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. We would like to welcome Mr. Alfred Lamberman Weber. Hello, Alfred, and welcome back to Veritas. Mel, you know, it's a great pleasure to be here. I know that uh, um, it's it's been a while since 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 we've seen each other. I think the last time we saw each other was down at the Iseti Ranch. That's correct. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We were both speakers down there. That's right. We uh, we had an interview over seven years ago, but we saw each other at the Iseti Ranch. Hello to to our friend James Gillen, and I know he listens to us. Oh, and oh sure. I believe he's in Australia right now. He was just initiated by an Australian tribe, and uh, he has more to say, so we're going to have James back in the near future. But Alfred, you coined the term exopolitics, and I know a lot of our listeners know what that is, but just as a recap, what is exopolitics? Yeah, you know, it's it's very simple. It's... um, it means relations among intelligent civilizations in our universe or in any other universe in our multiverse. One of the things that we discovered uh, and confirmed in writing our new book, The Omniverse, was that there are a, uh, a multiplicity of universes in our multiverse, and we were able to track down an estimate of the the actual number of universes in our in our our multiverse, and um, what we were able to do with the publication of our book Exopolitics, first in the year two thousand, uh, was to put that on the map as a social science. So it's a social science like anthropology or any other social science. And it's a social science that deals with intelligent civilizations in the universe, in the multiverse. Uh, So that's what it is. It's it's very straightforward. Uh, The difficulty with it, and, and and I should add that it was nominated for Word of the Year in 2005, and that's not bad for a word whose first publication was in the year 2000, first public publication. Um, uh, and uh, 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 the difficulty, of course, with it is that we've had what we call the information or truth embargo. And that was roughly ever since um, the summer, June and July of 1952, when you had the overflight of the U.S. Capitol of a number of interdimensional spacecraft uh, uh, that were that were published on the front pages of newspapers throughout the world, uh, the CIA uh, convened the Robertson panel in 1953, and then came down with a worldwide embargo that stated that. Anything related to uh, UFOs, extraterrestrials, in essence, exopolitics, uh, in government, in science, in uh, education, in uh, civic discourse was forbidden. And anybody who went forward with that 
was in danger of losing their uh, livelihood. Uh, many people lost their lives or were severely marginalized with um, uh, the the uh, type of career-destroying warfare that the CIA engages in, what we call COINTELPRO. So uh, uh, that's why the EXO politics has such a, a rough birth. And we now know, uh, because of the testimony of a mutual colleague of ours, who I, who I noticed was a guest on your program in the uh, Christmas Eve of 2015, yeah. Andrew Bashago, who's a former U.S. chrononaut, and by the way, folks, I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. Alfred, but that was a great, great recap. We wanted to just have a five-minute. What happened is, you know, during the holidays, I take a week off, so I put a, a, a an encore of a former show. So I added oh. the one that Andrew and I did many, many years ago. But I wanted to bring Andrew back to just have a five-minute conversation. Well, it turned into a 90-minute conversation. It was a great one. He discussed his and the 2016 campaign. I asked him a lot of questions of what he would be doing as president, what his platform would be, and it's actually turning out to be a great, great conversation. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, he would be uh, he 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 would be the first truly exopolitical president, and I think the first truly exopolitical uh, uh, politician. Uh, or statesmen on the planet, uh, so far as we know, and and he uh, 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 was the witness who came forward. Uh, we we first met in the year two thousand, and uh, he was the one who informed me that when he was part of of the DARPA CIA secret time travel project, Project Pegasus. In 1971, he was shown a copy of my uh, book, ex my future book, Exopolitics, which wouldn't be published until 2005. And the CIA and DARPA had time traveled it back to 1971. And he saw it then in the company of his father and one other person. And they brought it to him in a satchel in a satchel where they, you know, contain top secret time travel information that they bring, bring back for, from the future. So, uh, they, they could have had it for a long time. We don't know how long because I have time travel related contacts with the U S government going back to, uh, 1966 at least. And, and uh, uh, what happened to me is that in that year, in 1971, uh, I was general counsel of the Environmental Protection Administration of the city of New York. And that was the same year that Andrew Bishaga was shown my uh, 2005 book, Exopolitics. And at that time, part of my job at the New York City EPA was to give public speeches on protecting the environment. And I was contacted by this uh, uh, gentleman who asked me, he says, would you like to come and give us a speech? I said, sure. And the day that he showed up, he was very different from all of the other 
people who did. He's a man in a suit, very serious man. And we got in his car, drove about two hours, and we arrived at a nondescript building on the second floor. I went up, and there were about 50 uh, men in suits and ties and very serious people. And uh, they turned out to be what appeared to be 50 CIA and Department of Defense officials. This is in in 1971, who had been briefed on my future book, Exopolitics, and my future work in exopolitics and mapping the omniverse, who uh, had been briefed on me and on the time travel surveillance that the CIA was doing at that time. So what I'm saying is that the science of exopolitics has been going on behind the scenes for a long time. There we have it. We know till at least 1971. I know till from at least 1966, because I I believe I had another meeting in 1966 in which I believe I was time travel surveyed by people who had access to my book from from 2005. And and so it was only until 2000, the year 2000, when I put up the book Exopolitics online for free as a free ebook to introduce, you know, a, a new paradigm into reality that 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 we live in a highly populated and highly organized universe under universal law, which is what I put out, uh, that the public became aware of this, and and then uh, there was a whole coalescence. Uh, uh, at that time, uh, Stephen Bassett saw it. Uh, I was invited to, uh, uh, you know, there were, became a, uh, a Disclosure Project witness, the Disclosure Project uh, uh, press conference, which I helped organize then took place on May 9th, 2001. Uh, one, I helped uh, uh uh, Dr. Stephen Greer organized that along with my colleagues, uh, Dr. Cal Rosin and Danny Sheehan. When the press release went out, I, I became part of the, uh, uh, organizing the international press and also uh, was going to be – it was the congressional liaison for, for that. And when the – I have a copy of it here. When the press re- release – went out, there were two names at the top of it, Dr. Stephen Greer and Alfred Lamarat, whatever. Wasn't it interesting so, that May 20, uh, 2001, so much traction from that event, and all of a sudden 9-11 happened and just went to oblivion for a few years? Yeah, yeah, you know, and and we have analysis for, for, for people who are really want to get into the depth of it, we go into the exopolitics of that because it's not in a vacuum uh, at all. Uh, These are what we call different timelines, and 9-11, in essence, hijacked that. And and, uh, you can go to uh, a lot of the work that, that we've done where we show, especially, uh, it turns out, as, as you know, I, I, I have a background as an international lawyer and an international war crimes judge. And 
one of the uh, courts that I'm a judge in is the 9-11 War Crimes Tribunal. The Malaysia, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. There, There's the International Kuala Lumpur War Crimes Tribunal in Malaysia. And then I was also uh, a judge on the 9-11 War Crimes Tribunal in the uh, around 2010, 2012. And what occurred there is that, again, a key whistleblower, Andrew Bishago, came forward, who was also an attorney, and has filed a, a sworn affidavit there. You can go to uh, 911warcrimestribunal.org. Or just go to the nine. Just Google nine eleven war crimes tribunal, and you'll go to the website, and you can read his his affidavit. And that is that <clears throat> the CIA and Department of Defense DARPA times travel in nineteen seventy one had moving images of what happened on nine eleven at the twin towers at the World Trade Center. So that they knew what was going to happen on 2001, 30 years in advance. So, uh, uh, do you think those towers were were built with the knowledge that they would be they would be brought down with whatever technology we can? What you had the X Y Z. We we don't have to discuss how they came down because that's yeah. very controversial to many people. But do you yeah. think they knew exactly? the time frame that these tuning forks, as many people call them, had. Yeah, well, there's a case of the right hand not knowing what the left hand was doing, but there's there there are central figures like the Rockefellers, the Rockefeller brothers and the Rockefeller family uh, that are at the center of it that would have known. Because uh, uh, the if you go back to Project Pegasus and... The 9-11 Tribunal has not issued yet its its final findings. So this is still, you know, as, as you said, there hasn't been a final finding. However, if we go back to the Nixon administration at that time, where um, uh, Henry Kissinger, who was the national security advisor, uh, and their... Um, uh, uh, the same individual who would be uh, the um, the uh, uh, Secretary of Defense on 9-11, Donald H. Rumsfeld, was in 1971 the head of the defense attaché, the Pentagon defense attaché to the Department of Defense to the DARPA time travel program. And he was also a member of Nixon's cabinet. So that uh, all of these individuals would have gotten the information from the technical information from DARPA and CIA that in 1971 went forward in time and got all of the information about what happened on 9-11 that went through Rumsfeld that would have gone to the cabinet of Nixon, that would have gone to Kissinger. And Kissinger was an intimate uh, uh, informant uh, to the Rockefellers who were his patrons, in fact. 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.